0: Hey it's Darren from Bonfire. Thanks for checking out the podcast. This episode was recorded live on YouTube and Facebook. Head on over and you'll get the full Bonfire experience. Consider giving us a like and a subscribe and when you do that you help fuel more free content here on Bonfire Sports. Find everything you need links and more bonfiresports.ca. Now enjoy the show. Game day, Winnipeg, set to go, CFL Week 5. Darren bombing and to my virtual right, the legendary Chris Walby. Bluto, what's going on? It's Friday, Bombers are in Vancouver Saturday night. Are you ready for this marquee matchup? Maybe the first in the CFL this season between the 4-0 and Bombers and the 3-0, and surprising, BC Lions.
1: And I think when you look at that, DB, and to answer your question, yes, I am looking forward to this... Uh... You know, I, I was in I watched last night's game. I was anticipating a better battle of Alberta. And Calgary looks so dang good, man. I mean, 49 to 3 over Edmonton. Now, I mean, they're one and four Edmonton right now, I believe. Uh, you wonder, is there a leash on Chris Jones now? I mean, that's the thing I'm looking at because they, they have some issues there, buddy. Um Arbuckle, they paid him a lot of money, remember? he was gonna be the the savior in Ottawa. Uh I don't think they paid him that much money. Trey
0: Ford looked good until he got hurt. Well, I mean, I, 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 I want you to talk about Nathan Rourke, the other Canadian all quarterback. The ball. I'll talk. So so we'll we'll get into Edmonton and then all the other things now, but I'm going to keep you on track headed into the weekend here. Chris, uh, is Nathan Rourke what? for real? From what you've seen in him, he's thrown for over 300 yards in yeah. each of his starts this season. Top performer in the CFL for the month of June. He's like their leading rusher often. Uh, like he was last game, 87 yards. James Butler, their tailback, uh, is making things happen. Brian Burnham down right now, but Keon Hatcher steps up. He had 180 yards or something like that last week. The the Lions are tearing things up right now, but their wins have come over teams that uh, are maybe struggling a little bit.
1: Well, I'll say that, but listen, I've said this before, that I think the Red Blacks are a good team. I think that uh, Paula Police is going to get that team. I think they, right now, are the best team in the East. Um, and they gave BC a run for their money. I mean, if you yeah. watch that game, it was a great game. They picked off Nathan twice. Uh, he fumbled the ball. Uh, what I like about Nathan work is his composure. A lot of times a rookie, and I know he played last year a little bit. He had one start. Uh, you know, a lot of times a rookie gets flustered and, you know, he's not calm. It's like a different guy back there right now. And listen, when you think about this, and I always look at the stats, and I know I'm a stat guy, but three games – Their offense is averaging, and this is mind-blowing, 45.7 points. Uh, When you go through the stat sheets for CFL, they're number one in so many categories, it's ridiculous. But having said that, you're right. But I think this matches up really interesting to me. Uh, Nathan Rourke, I found a stat that I really liked. He's had 39 offensive drives. 16 touchdowns, 41% of the time he scores a touchdown. The Bombers have 51 offensive drives, 6 touchdowns, 11.8%. That's a huge difference. Yeah. But the biggest difference to me, I think Nathan Rourke is going to benefit from a much, much better offensive line coached by Kelly Bates, who just took over midway through last year. And turn that offensive line around. I mean, remember, we talked about this. Michael Riley played half the game on his back. And so it's really nice to see a team uh, gel the right way. Well, I think it's 15 years since the BC Lions started 3-0. This is a good team. Uh, Listen, if ever there's a fan out in the CFL right now, if there ever is somebody who wants to watch a great game, I'm anticipating a great game. I really am. Uh, The Bombers still got a good defense, and that's the thing. Uh, we, we got so much to cover, but I'll say this, um, nothing gets my juices flowing than watching two unbeaten teams. Uh, and BC place has really done a new owner out there has done, like we talked about, done a great job of creating an atmosphere. Um, just, I'm really looking forward to the game. I just hope it lives up to the hype.
0: No question. Oh, I,
1: can you still hear me, Chris? I hear you. you disappeared, man. What are you doing the show from the closet? Uh,
0: I think my camera, <laughs> my camera is not happy with me right now, but that but that's okay. We'll just curious. carry the
1: show, man, like I always do. Hi, exactly. it's my show now.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll Darren, get that. I'll get that straightened out in just a second, but uh, thanks to everybody who's uh, watching live on Facebook and uh, YouTube right now, or if you're watching on Twitter, head over to youtube.com slash bonfire sports, and you can join the live chat as well. And what we can do, we can pull up your comment just like this. Booch says, if you take Nathan Rourke's quick slant passing lanes away, he will struggle. I too see that in Nathan Rourke. He likes to get the ball out of his hands quickly and early uh, and, and to no surprise, he is a young quarterback. So they've built this offensive system. Um, Jordan Maximick, their offensive coordinator, knowing full well that a second-year player, a 24-year-old, in Nathan Rourke, we know what his skill set is. We know he's young and inexperienced. Let's give him an option to uh, operate quickly and fast.
1: Well, the, ob- uh, the obviously, how you defend that, you drop somebody in the, that quick slant lane, right? Uh, sometimes they will drop Willie Jefferson, and that's how he's got interceptions all the time. But I say this: I've watched Nathan Rourke throw a 40-yard uh, ball and drop it on a dime over the shoulder to a receiver right by the outside, uh, you know, of the uh, the outside of the uh, of, of the field. A beautiful throw. So he's made some beautiful throws. Listen, he's not all about quick slants all the time. But yeah, that's what you want. That's how you get any quarterback. Watch, watch Zach Colares. Watch any quarterback. You want to get him in the rhythm early. So they want to get rid of the ball quickly, get the, you know, they do the little short dink and dunk passes and they get going and then they start going deeper. So Boosh, it's a good line. I agree with you a little bit, but I'm also going to save a, 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 I also think that this kid is not as bad as I I don't think he's going to struggle too much. If you take that read away, put it that way.
0: No, I don't think he'll struggle either, Chris. But you do have to admit, this is the biggest challenge Nathan Rourke has ever faced. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. On a professional level. He's got to go up against a vaunted defensive front led by Jefferson and Jeff Coat, Casey Sales and Jake Thomas, amongst others, in the middle. Adam Big Hill spying you from the middle linebacker spot. Like it doesn't matter what quarterback is in the league, they're daunted when number four is lining up uh, across the way. We see Adam Big Hill. Like I was talking to uh a couple coaches uh just last night, um, and not CFL coaches, but elite amateur coaches. And they're talking about like Adam Big Hill playing at a level at this age, he could be playing yeah. his best football right now. He's flying all over the place. That athletic move he made um on the uh the late Depression, interception yeah. last week. Like the guy can just like flip himself into the air at the drop of a dime and make a play. To help his teammates, it's it's unbelievable to think how good Adam Big Hill is playing right now.
1: Well, let's just throw this out there right now. I mean, we're only you know, not even a quarter into the season or third into yeah. the season, but I'll say this: he's playing as good as uh, football. And I actually put on Twitter he's a beast. He times his 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 rushes perfectly, whether it's come from the outside or the inside. He punishes you. We saw the hits he's done a couple times. We saw him hit last week on the quarterback. He's always around the ball. Like you said, then he gets drops. And that's one of the biggest things. You can have a middle linebacker that's good at blitzing, but you also have a middle linebacker that can actually drop into that and take away those deep balls in the middle. He's done a fantastic job. And as far as my mind is right now, uh, he's a top player. We blow a lot about, you know, a lot of smoke up Jefferson and Japco right now. Uh, Willie does pick his spots and he, you know, he makes big, big plays. But I right now there's I think the guy that's you know to me, the guy that's really uh, making me notice him more and more, even after he's won three most outstanding defensive players is Adam Big Hill.
0: Yeah, no, it's un- it's unbelievable. I, I'm just beyond impressed as as everybody is of Adam Big Hill right now, and I think. For Nathan Rourke, it's not being intimidated by the task in front of him. It's going to be fascinating to watch Saturday night in this Battle of Unbeatens and a great marquee matchup between these two West Division powers. Calgary, of course, also undefeated and tied with Winnipeg for 1st in the West at 4-0. They laid the boots to the Edmonton Elks in the second um, installment of the Battle of Alberta so far this season. They play Edmonton four times this year. That is going to help Calgary's record. Uh, They've already won two. Uh, two more meetings against a, more of an upstart team in Edmonton. It'll be interesting to see how uh, the West division shakes out. I don't think anybody expected the BC Lions to be as good as they have been to start. But Chris, it like, let's keep it in context here, right? The BC Lions in week one beat up the Elks 59-15. And everyone's like, whoa, are the Elks that bad or are the Lions that good? Week two, they had a bye. So they got training camp to prepare for their first game. No. Then they play a game. Then they get a bye week to prepare for their second game, so lots of prep time ahead of those games, and they win forty-four to three at home again to the uh, to the Toronto Argonauts, yeah. um, or win against the Toronto Argonauts. Now then what be- happens? Then they yeah. have a regular week and they go on the road and they win by three against an un uh, a team with still no wins this season, 34-31 over the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks on June thirtieth. So this is a team that has had tons of prep time ahead of their two monster wins. And then they go on the road. Nathan Rourke looked human through two interceptions. Yes. He threw for 300 yards. Yes. He led the league or led the game in rushing with 87 on the ground, had that 50 yard uh, run early in the game for a touchdown, but he looked human. He looked beatable, which he did not look in those first two games. So, it's going to be a challenge. This is just my yeah. thought, Chris, w- with the short week for Winnipeg, five days between games in Toronto, three time zones West to Vancouver. I think it helps that it's a six o'clock Winnipeg start four o'clock in Vancouver on Saturday. So that, that'll help them in adjusting at playing at more of a regular time, not like a seven or eight o'clock on the yeah. West coast, nine or 10 here. Um, but I think These games are getting more difficult as far as the intangible things around them for BC. Less prep time, tougher competition.
1: Well, I agree. I think you hit a lot of things on the head there. Um, Nathan Work. I mean, when he started last year, he was flustered. They got up and they got to him. And I think I was listening to Richie Hall, the defensive coordinator, talk about we have to get in his head. We have to make him hold that football. And that's why I think that you're right. I think that the Bomber defense, if they can get there and get some pressure on them, that helps the secondary. Conversely, if the secondary can do a great job of making you know, Nathan hold that football, good things are going to happen. I, listen, he's had three great games. He's, a winner. he's winning. And actually, if you listen to the kid talk, he doesn't like it, the fact that it's all about him right now. Yes, he was the performer of the month. He sure. doesn't like that. He says, it's a team game. It's not about me. And he he's very uncomfortable with putting all that weight on his shoulders. But when you start off the way he did, and you know the way they run the football, look, like, I mean their number one rushing team, 161 yards. It's crazy. You saw Nathan Warwick do that. He's done this. I don't know how people don't scout this. All he goes is around the outside on a, on a short yardage. You don't think Bomber's gonna be ready for that? Oh, yeah. Come on, fellas. You yeah. gotta figure that out, man. After he's done about three, four times running the first three games. There's no way the bombers are gonna let him get to the outside. Now is he gonna go in the inside? Yeah, he probably will. He's a young kid. He's 24. He's strong. He's fresh. Hasn't been hitting hardly at all. And I know that some guys don't think his his O line is that good. I I think they've really improved. And that's one place I think that any new quarterback and you know this as well as I do. If you don't have the guys protecting you, you could be the superstar. Right. You could be, you know, John Elway. I don't care who you are. You're going to, you know what? You're going to be counting clouds. You're not going to be throwing a ball downfield. Now your eyes are on the rusher instead of where you're trying to throw the football. So, um, yeah, uh, to all the naysayers, I think BC is a team on the rise. Are they where they need to be? I don't know. I mean, I've watched them play until you say the. sometimes you think they played inferior, but I still say this. Yeah. The first two games, maybe because I'm not sold on Toronto and I'm not sold on Edmonton, especially after yesterday.
0: Sure. Well, and now Trey Ford is, is going to be injured for a while. He's got a collarbone issue.
1: Well, that's thing right there. Right. And I, I thought the kid might be good. I mean, he, he looks I, saw good. Him, I saw him break away from a, a potential sack and, and make a play downfield. He's athletic. No question. But uh, the problem is if you don't stay healthy, it doesn't matter who you are. Right. Right. I mean, this, you know, he took a short yardage or, or he took off on a run and he got hit in his right shoulder, throwing shoulder. Uh, but having said that I watched Nathan work and I watched him throw the football. And I'll tell you, he throws a dart. He throws a dart. I mean, it's there. It ain't a flobber. It ain't a you know floater and wobbling all over the place. Legit got, arm. Look, at he's got lucky whitehead who we all know because he was a Winnipeg bomber for before. Keon Hatcher is starting to come into his own. Uh, you know, Dominic Rimes, who, if you ever listen to uh, Rick Campbell, the head coach of the BC, that's the guy he says has really, really come out and blossomed. Uh, and then they got a young kid by the name of Josh Pearson, a uh, uh, nice young Canadian playing that wide spot. Big yeah. lanky, six foot five guy.
0: So I mean, well, and Javon Katoy, don't forget about him. You want to talk oh, about no, big yeah, bodies? Right. I don't he's, want to home me. He's a <laughs> he's, uh, he's a big boy himself. And then let alone James Butler, right? He had four touchdowns in the first half of the Week yeah. One win over Edmonton, and and he looks absolutely solid. I think it's him and Kadeem Carey right now. Maybe Jamal Morrow in, in Saskatchewan, but Kadeem, Kadeem Carey with, with Calgary, James Butler in BC. Those are the top running backs in the CFL right now, no doubt in my mind. Well, um, but you're me, right. There's tons of weapons.
1: Let me just say something that BC doesn't. I haven't seen many other teams do and they're doing a lot this year. They're giving the ball to David Mackey, their fullback. He is well. A, that was when Butler was down, yeah. He is a horse 16 carries not he's averaging 5.6 yards a carry he's got a touchdown when you get another guy you get a one-two tandem and it makes me think of like uh when we had mike sellers here and i mm-hmm. can't remember who and the scat back who was it? uh the little it guy charles Roberts. yeah charles Roberts. yeah thunder and one, lightning one two punch man and that's crazy and that's what i think these guys have now i'm not comparing david Mackey because he's no mike sellers there's no doubt but I think James Butler who's got three rushing touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns. I mean they lead the league in offense conversions. Uh you know just and you look at uh, you look at Nathan, 8 of 10 passes of 20 plus yards. He's completed 8 of 10. Five touchdowns no interceptions. He's making good decisions. Yes. And I'm and I'm going to blow up this BC team by saying they're good. But that's what makes this game so interesting when they're going against the number one defense in the Bombers. That's it. And, it was, and I'm telling you, I was watching a press conference, and you know this as well as I do, because you're there all the time, brother. Um, they were asking, you know, Buck Pierce, they're asking Michael Shea, what's up with the run game? What's up with the run game? And they all say it's going to, you know, we're not worried about it. We, we'll do what we have to do. We just want to win, win the game. We want to get the W. I need to see something from this over. I need to see something. This It's time. Somebody's got It's to, well
0: past time. Well past time.
1: Somebody needs to shake it off. I mean, uh, Johnny only carried the ball, I think, like four times last week. They're really going on, on, on Brady Oliver, which is great. Brady's got to hit that hole. No more dancing. Hit it north-south. When well, we saw what Andrew Harris did, man, the kid, I tell you what, I was so happy with Andrew. Not the fact, you know, obviously we get the win, which is great, but I love Andrew Harris. I think he's a tough guy, and you watched him hit that hole. You you were it was almost like I was watching him as a bomber again, breaking tackles, spinning around, refusing yeah. to go down, running over people a few times. Vintage, right? vintage, yeah, vintage Harris, man, and that's what we need to get. And that's funny, I was at my doctor's today, and all he talked about was our lack of run game. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to. Your get doctor? <laughs> yeah, he's he's checking me out. He's I might have popped my Achilles now. So, yeah, oh goodness, not, no well, idea.
0: The Achilles injury is what uh, Blue Bombers weak side linebacker Kyrie Wilson is uh, battling right now he's been placed on the six game injured list my indication chris uh on some good sources is that he will miss significant oh, yeah. time so when six weeks comes by i don't think he's he's going to be an option but oh, no think
1: um, about that db you yeah. hurt something like that you got to get surgery then rehab is a bitch. you got to work at that to, you know and that's the hardest thing for a lot of guys because you got to go through that pain, the stretch, to get it back to where it can actually move again. Yes, the uh, the uh, the therapists today are fantastic. The Bombers have a great one in Couture. Uh, I think, you know, but I, to your point, 100%. Will he be back? Man, it's tough. I was actually blown away when they asked about the loss of Kyrie to Michael O'Shea, and he went, yeah, he's a good player. He's been playing for a long time. It's nice to see him finally get recognition because we were pumping him up last week. Totally, but it was not like it wasn't like, yeah, you know what? Maybe he does that because he's like, you know, now you got uh, you know Mika coming in there and, and Clemens Malik. Sorry, yeah, uh, you know, maybe he's not trying to downplay the guy coming in and taking his place. Right, but it's almost like I was like, if I was if if I was Kyrie and I heard, it, I'd be like, almost like, man, it's like it's like they don't even miss me. I'll just take them back. Maybe it's just the way I interpreted the comments. Okay. It was just different for me.
0: Yeah. Well, there's your controversy folks. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Tristan rivers is asking. He's watching live on YouTube. Does well, we have a cold one there. It is Friday afternoon. (laughs) No comment. Okay. So, uh, I love your, Hey, that, Hey, way to keep track of that brother. You bet. Uh, so if Kyrie, Kyrie Wilson will miss significant time. I think the blue bombers will be Okay. At the point of attack with Malik Clements. Yeah, I think he's a yeah. phenomenal football player. He's Brilliant. experienced um, more than a rookie would be. He played seven games for the Elks uh, in 2021. Um, but what I've seen on him on the field when he's in there is no drop off from the level of play of the Blue Bombers linebacking core. It helps you have Adam Big Hill. It helps that Donald Rutledge is at the dime and he's uh, a long armed, uh, you know, uh, rangy defensive back playing that that's no. strong side linebacker spot so things are okay there the depth is interesting Trey Watson cut by the Montreal Alouettes um and then Micah Awe who uh, asked for his release from the BC Lions he was a member oh, of the Blue Bombers in 2020 on no. paper during the I canceled actually, season uh all of these guys were in the mix like maybe Winnipeg's gonna grab a Trey Watson maybe they'll grab uh, a Micah uh, or um Uh, Micah Awe but Awe wants to start he's not going to come to Winnipeg and start in two weeks it's Malik Clements Michael Shea is always going to give that job to the guy who is capable and has been here from day one and that's Malik Clements it's his time and it's his spot um so I didn't see uh Awe signing in Winnipeg I think he signed since signed with uh the Montreal Alouettes and then um uh, Trey Trey Watson Watson Right. So those guys are all gone. I don't no, know I don't if there's know another Trey. linebacker out there. If the blue bombers want some depth, they don't have a linebacker on the practice roster. That all said, Chris, I, I do want to shift from the defense to the blue bombers offense because I think that's where much, much more concern okay. resides. Well, I just want to say I, one and, more and
1: thing on your point. Yeah, go ahead. About Trey Watson. He he's a he was a good football player from Montreal. There's obviously something behind the scenes that happened to him get his release.
0: Well, he, since he, he was released, they fired everybody there. They fired the well, head coach he also, and the defensive yeah, coordinator. I know.
1: That's another thing. But I mean, yeah. But I know he had a conversation with another player. And I don't know if it was as, as bad as uh, Brandon Banks with the O-line fighting in Toronto. But he got into it with a coach as well. And one of the things well, that Kahari, the ex-coach of the, of the LOS, was being criticized for was not being strict enough. Now, you know, that's not him. Machocho got rid of him. Yeah. Now, to your point, when we lost Kyrie, would they take this kid? You know what? I don't know if he fits the culture. You don't want to bring a guy in that doesn't fit the culture that might disrupt that rhythm you got in your locker room. Well, FIFO,
0: right? The FIFO on the rings, you know, fit in, or how did Jackson Jeffcoe put it? Forfeit opportunity. But, yeah, fit in or FO, right? Uh, Right. I get that. What I've heard, Chris, in, in having some conversations around the league is that the Trey Watson situation might have been mischaracterized. Yeah, I'm told that it was more along the lines of, like like Trey Watson even went on social media and stated this. uh, He says he didn't, there was no yelling, there was no like screaming match, there was no uh, expletives. He said there was no swearing or anything like that. It was a conversation about holding players accountable. So maybe he disrespected a coach by overstepping bounds, but I don't think he did it in a disrespectful way. He might've disrespected an individual by saying, so, you know, yeah. you're not doing your job properly. Yeah. Well, you know, th- those I, guys might not be, you know, Baron miles was released by the Montreal Alouettes. So yeah, and
1: I think, I think that's a, a true statement because could be some, in there. You, know, you know what? I remember this and Mike Riley told me this and uh, our old coach who wanted a great cup with us. When you point a finger at somebody, remember you got three pointing back at you. Uh, and that's the truth. Uh, and you, once you start getting into players' faces, you put yourself under the microscope. Right. Because, you know what, it's a coach's job to criticize you. Yeah, I'm all about rah, 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 let's play, let's pick it up. But to go out there and say, hey, B, you know, you're freaking getting beat by that guy all day. Come on, buddy, pick it up. You know right. what I'm saying to you? F off. I'm coming over. You know what I mean? I'm putting something in your sub sandwich.
0: Well, The Montreal Alouettes have been the least disciplined team in the CFL for the last couple years. And, you know, Kahari Jones has been pretty much a 500 on the nose coach since he took over. Uh, They have not won a playoff game under Kahari Jones. And now you're seeing a defense that was very good in years past, not so good anymore. So when maybe your best player on defense, or at least the best young player they have on defense um, in Trey Watson starts going to the coaches and saying you got to discipline these guys or, you know, we're speculating of what exactly was said there, but reading between the lines and kind of collecting the information, he didn't like the way the coaches were handling things. So he simply brought it up. They decided to move on from him, uh, whether it would, you know, just uh, a wrinkle in the locker room or what have you. I don't think Trey Watson is a a problem or I don't think Trey Watson is, you know, not a, a culture fit or something like that. If he signed with Winnipeg or signed with Ottawa or, or Edmonton, oh, or we don't know that. Don't. Though. I don't, we, we we don't. Shouldn't, you know,
1: we shouldn't get fooled by all the time of what we read on Twitter too. Because if I'm on Twitter, I'm going to be the nicest cat in the world. Now, I'm not going to tell you what's really going on. I'm going to try and say, hey, I'm looking for some sympathy here. I don't want anybody to you know dump on me. But having said that, they hired, hired Noel Thorpe, uh, who has been in. The, and, uh, it was just stint. Cha-
0: just stint of, with he, Montreal.
1: Championship with the Birmingham in the USFL this year. Mm-hmm. They won the USL championship. He was defense coordinator. He has a relationship with Danny Machocho. And I said this way back when. That, you know what? I guarantee you that when they hired Danny Machocho as GM, <clears throat> there was a shadow creeping up on Kahari Jones. It was just sure. a matter before well, the Well, it's shadow. not his guy,
0: right? Anytime a yeah. GM didn't hire the coach, you, know, you yeah. have to think their seat is getting hotter. Paul Appelis in Ottawa. You know, Sean Burke was uh, vice president of football ops, I believe, with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They add him as their general manager for 2022. And now Paul Apolice is in a second season. His team's still winless, entering week five. So, you know, he wasn't the GM's guy. Kari Jones was not Danny Machocha's guy. Machocha says he doesn't want to be the coach next Ah. season. I don't know if I completely buy that. but no, I don't buy it either. Let, let, let's digress uh, away from some of those yeah, coaching moves around the let's league.
1: know what DB, yeah. what I like about what we're doing, and one of the things I do like about this show is we cover everything. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to go 100%, 120 on just, you know, the run game and bombers and the bombers and the bombers right. and the bombers. Because after a while, man, I'm tuning you out. I love when we talk about other teams and we say, you know what, this is what's happening in they Ottawa, too. this is what's happening in Calgary. Uh, you know, uh, Montreal, Toronto. You have to talk about the league. We only got nine teams, but you know what? It's it. it you should love this league because it's a very passionate league, and we're both very into the, the CFL. Obviously, you cover it better than anybody, and I've just been lucky enough to you know to to be part of it for a number of years. But having said that, you never lose that passion. But I love reading the. I love reading articles in the CFL news about what's happening around the league. To mm-hmm. me, it's very disgusting and well, so I've re- it's, it's just a fascinating leap i've been in the locker, <laughs> locker room where you got a bunch of jerk offs seriously i've been there where you get guys that just don't fit and you can't wait for them to get cut because they're dummies and they're yeah. not helping
0: you uh, I quickly want to pull up this comment from Atomic Kong, who's watching live on YouTube. And uh, welcome to everybody who just came over from uh, Kenny and Rennie and uh, Winnipeg Sports Talk. He says, uh, when he was a young lad, Walby <laughs> was dating a girl on his street, and the ground would shake when he oh, came around. Oh,
1: my God. Are you kidding me? Oh, Is that so how you cute. walked
0: when you were a young uh, young punk there, Chris? Oh, I don't it?
1: remember this. I think, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, playing hockey uh, when I played junior and, you know, we had that unfortunate incident. Uh, we lost the championship way back. Uh, it's funny that now everybody was at that game. It's almost like when we won the A- Hamilton. Remember in 88, we ha- beat Hamilton in the, in the uh, final or semi. And it was only, I think, 13,000 people at that game. Well, oh. if you walk around, everybody goes, I was at that game. That must be 30,000 people tell you they saw you at the game. It's great. <laughs> That's I hey, listen. That is crazy, man.
0: Crazy. I, I, I listen. <laughs> I've had well, there, was only, there was only 9,000 at the the Bombers Argos game last week. You know, I don't know if we want to go there. What is going on with Toronto? <sighs> well, it was a Monday game, but after after a long weekend. Monday Thursday. Monday game. After a Friday long weekend.
1: Hey, is MLCE, MLSE, E, yep. Are they really trying to help this league? Because I remember hearing in the offseason that the guys really wanted to get into USFL. They really wanted to try and get into another American league. And I mean, that's because you know they got the, the you know the Blue Jays and the Raptors and all that kind of crap. Man, I tell you what,
0: Toronto is a is a you know it's huge shitty man. I don't understand how you can't fill that thing up. Do it right, man. And and this is something. So I was talking to some people who were at the game in Toronto, and the television cameras are on the same side as the full Great grandstand. Thomas, yeah. Right. So they're showing the empty grandstand on that other side. Meanwhile, all the fans are on the same side as the camera. So it doesn't show uh, the full thing. But either way, it doesn't matter. That's Toronto's problem. That's a, you know, we could do five hours on that issue yeah, okay. in, uh, yeah. Toronto, in Montreal, in Vancouver and the rest. I want to talk about the number one thing blue bombers fans are concerned with right now, Chris, and it comes in the same department that you used to man during your illustrious CFL career. And that is at the point of attack on the line of scrimmage, the blue bombers offense, and particularly the run game, Brady Oliveira averaged four yards per carry against Toronto, seven carries 28 yards. Greg McCray had three kind of in the sweep game for 18 yards. Calaris was the third leading rusher with two carries for 11 yards. Johnny Augustine, just one carry. He did have two catches for 19. Uh, yeah. Obera had three catches for six yards. Nothing was working in the short passing game and uh, the swing pass game, the screen game, and in the run game. Is there a problem in Winnipeg? Where is the issue, Chris? Well,
1: I don't think, I, to me, it's again, I we, we talked about this last week. For me, it's all about getting used to the line. But I mean, your running back can make your O line look great, and your O line can make your running back look great. It works hand in hand. I I, I really want to see another. I like Brady. I'm surprised as you hear every week, O'Shea saying well, we're going to get you know sprinkle both those guys in there, and then they put McRae in there on sweeps. Uh, but yet, I Johnny getting one carry uh, was a little mind scratching to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a
1: more of a powerful north south runner. Mm, Uh,
0: i don't know if i agree with that
1: well i think
0: so but i mean in space he can go north south and make guys like miss but then again
1: brady is Brady's a bigger back as far as size yep but you but you can't start dancing
0: you're not meant to be a dancer so i was talking to someone last night who was in blue bombers training camp like a player on the field and they described brady olivares and they've watched all the bomber games this year and they were in preseason games, and they said Brady Oliveira is a patient runner. He's waiting for those gaps to mm-hmm. open. So, is this a chemistry thing? Is this a gel yes. 100%. thing? Hundred like, percent. Can that can exactly. that take time, Chris? With the with the running backs you played with?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. You know when we played, and I don't want to. I sound like when I went to school, when I went uphill both ways. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're thinking about it. Willard Reeves, horse. Michael mm-hmm. Richardson, horse. Mm. Uh, Blaze Bryant, horse. I'm, I'm, I'm we, I, th- I think we won the rushing title. Like, I don't remember nine out of whatever, 10, 10 years out of the uh, 16 I played. But the fact is, they're all, they all have one thing in common hit the hole, hit the hole. We used to have a guy, Spike. We call him Pat Cantner, but we call him Spike. You know, hey, Spike. Hey, Spike. Because he'd run into your back. He knew oh. he had to go into <laughs> A gap or the B gap. And you'd be there. He'd run right into it because he was so determined to go in that gap. He'd go 100 miles an hour with a helmet right in the back. Uh, but that was, he was taught get through there, number 33, boom, and he hit it. I want to see some more of that. You watched Andrew Harris last week against Toronto. If he's going A gap, he's hitting A gap. Uh, I heard some guys just saying, why don't we trade for, you know, Andrew again? And yeah, okay, kid, so like that, that kid that played for Calgary. Well, he Right, too. But you know what? It's one game does not make us a year or a hero. But I think that we need to be more aggressive. Absolutely. And I'm talking, and yeah. At the point of attack as well. So and Adam you
0: know Adam maybe Draugr we, sh-
1: to, maybe we shouldn't be sorry. Maybe we shouldn't be running between guard and guard. Let's do some 44 searches, what we used to call off tackle between the guard and the tackle. You know, more of those type of runs. Right now it seems we're doing a lot of dive, what I call dives, which well, is it's right. A zone,
0: it's a zone run scheme, zone right? Run. So yeah. I, I think they're they're waiting. Like Brady Oliveira or whomever is carrying the football, he's waiting for that zone to yeah. mature, and then you see where you can run. Right? But where's the counters? Where's the counters? Well, yeah. You know, the yeah. counters.
1: Guys used to pull left, guard left, right, t- whatever. Right.
0: Well, here, here's the thing. Adam Draward brings up something I've heard from a lot of fans lately. Peyton Logan is Kadim Carey's backup.
1: Yeah, I in saw him Calgary,
0: yesterday. and like he had the kick return touchdown uh, or punt yeah. return, I can't remember, for yeah. Calgary against Best Edmonton last ball. night. He filled ball. in awesome in week three for Calgary. Like he was lights out just as good as Kadeem Carey. You Know Adam saying we should try to pry him or Winnipeg should try to pry him out of Calgary. Looks like the real deal, have a Kadim carry. You know, they're they're not getting rid of that sort of thing. No, no. is the are the Calgary Stampeders going to do anything to help their biggest threat in winning the West this year? <laughs> is Calgary gonna help Winnipeg at all? No, I don't see I, that happening. I, it, John Hoffnick's not gonna be like, Oh, you guys need a running back here, have this great one. No you chance. know, and and you should no be chance. one
1: thing you have to be worried about. And I tell you this, Bo Levi's getting better again he is he's throwing the ball well and who's that kid number 82 oh he's a speedster he caught it he's got a bunch of t- uh, catches yesterday one for a big oh, malik, Hen- malik
0: henry oh
1: my god has that guy he's got some out. he made that catch on the sideline where i thought the db had it he caught it turned it up and he went for what 70 yards 60 yards for a touchdown they've got some weapons over there buddy It used to be all about you know kamar jordan and stuff like that but you're right this Peyton logo, but I, that, again, that's why I digress. I digress. I don't want to get too caught up on a guy that plays good for two or three games. You sure. need to impress me over a season. And that's why when I start talking about guys like, you know, Adam Big Hill, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when, if Brandon Alexander ever gets back, I don't know if he's going to come back, uh, you know, and then Winston Rose, well, that's another guy we should talk about who really had a comeback. He played well last week
0: I, on that I wide be, side uh, of the field. I'm going to put a cap on the run game conversation by saying this as waiters uh, mentions in the live chat, running game, isn't very creative. creative. I don't don't think a new player is going to fix the fortunes of the blue bombers run game or the offense. What I think is important on Saturday night is that Winnipeg's offense opens up a little bit. And they get out of this um, style they've been playing with a bruiser Hall of Famer like Andrew Harris and start letting the reigning MOP, the guy who is 22 and two, 22 and one in meaningful games as the Blue Bomber starter, let Zach Kolaris stretch the field. Get the pass game going. I know yeah. Nick Dembski is not there, but Brendan O'Leary one. Brendan O'Leary, Orange, wow. you know I'm a big fan of his. He's somebody who can come on. Dalton Schoen, Greg Ellingson, Rashid Bailey, use those guys. Bring in uh, a Janarian Grant and let him run some flies. See if he can take the top off a of defense or pull safety help away. That all said, Chris, often overlooked in the BC Lions because Nathan Rourke and the offense scoring all those points are getting all the love and attention. Their defense is ridiculously good this season. Ryan Phillips, their defensive coordinator, is a young coordinator. Yes. Time with the BC Lions as a player. But like, here's the thing: I-, I could be naming an all-star team at defensive back right now by naming corner Gary Peters, halfback Marcus Sales, halfback T.J. Lee, corner Delvin Bro. Dimebacker, Luches Purifoy. I would take most of those guys over almost anybody else in the league on yeah. a good day. Yeah. Like they yeah, are cool. stacked. Then you have Bo combo at weak side linebacker who was all-star last season. You got Tim Bonner at defensive tackle. you got bets and Guachum. Uh, they've got really, really good players. They were able to go out and, and, and bolster in free agency because they're only paying their starting quarterback. Like 150 grand. This is such oh, man. You
1: just hit a freaking nerve. This is one of my pet peeves about the league. Okay. Uh, it's been for a long time. Paying one guy so much money that you deplete the money available to everybody else drives mm-hmm. me up a freaking wall. Yep. I can't stand it. Now they got Nathan Work, as you say, making way less than, you know, I think uh, Michael Riley was making 750000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Look at the guys you got. Like you said, seriously. Uh, Purifoy. you look at Bola Combo, you look at Jordan Williams, who was the Canadian rookie last year, I think. Um, this is a team in secondary, number one in pass defense, 209 yards allowed. They have not allowed a passing touchdown. Much like the Bombers, who have not allowed a running touchdown, mm-hmm. they have not allowed a passing touchdown. This is a very good defense. They got this kid who I really am looking at, want to watch, Sione uh, Tahuma, Tahuma, Tohime. I think that's what his name is. He's what? out of Southeast Louisiana. He had three sacks.
0: Oh, uh, Hema. yeah, Tuhaema. He wears forty-seven on the defensive end. That's a what's weird that? one. He wears number forty-seven as a defensive end. Yeah, but, I mean,
1: I looked at the stats. I remember I watched him. I think he was up. I think he was player of the week one time. I think he was.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: but I, I mean, they they have a very good defense.
0: David and Menard, was, I didn't even mention. What's that? David Menard. You know David is Deirdre Deirdre a backup, backup. Uh, He's a backup. Well, he was a backup last year too, and he was I named an all in East don't. Division. You know what? He's a if I was a coach,
1: the guy that I'd like to see more stuff. And I remember he came out of college, Matthew Matthew Betts Machu Betts. Betts. went down the NFL, had a trial with Chicago,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he came to Edmonton, and I just was not impressed with him. And he's he's getting better, and he's getting you know they're giving him a little bit more time. And he's he's developing now. I want to see something out of him. I always look at players who, you know, when they go to they have a little tryout in the NFL, they have a cup of tea, they're all like, you know, i I try it out with this team. i tried try it out with that team. I, you know what? That's, I wouldn't give you a shake or a salt for that. I need to see what you do. They're dressing nine defensive linemen. Now, whether that one scratch before the game, we don't know, right?
0: Yeah, I don't I, – yeah, they could they easily might, go with might. that.
1: But, I mean, they got uh, – uh, they have a good defense. I like their offense. Keon Hatcher, lucky whitehead. I mean – Lucky's got an ankle. It seems like every time the Bombers play, Lucky's hurt. Right. Remember last week he was hurt. Last year he was hurt. Now he's yep. got an ankle problem, but he's going to play.
0: Yeah. No. Keyon he practiced. Hatcher. He practiced fully Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. So. And you know
1: he's got speed, and this Keon Hatcher kid is really coming to his own. A big body
0: and good hands. Like he he went off
1: last week, right? They. It's just to me. And you got Sean White, so let's talk about kicking right now. I mean, six for six, as long as a 50. Well, oh, he's the, the veteran,
0: we, he's the he's the godfather of the CFL kicking game right now, isn't he?
1: Uh, yeah, he's been around for yeah, since Moses part of the Red Sea, but well, yeah, and then you got Stefan Flintloft.
0: Flint. I don't know who yeah. you're talking about. Who's that? The punter. Oh well, now we're talking about BC's punter. Are you expecting them to punt lots? Yes, Mark. <laughs> I'm just trying to segue, segue. And to Mark Leggio. Okay. Yeah. Well, Leggio had a pretty good game last week against Toronto. 10. Yep. He's uh he, he's he's getting the job done. He's missed a convert, and everybody was losing their minds back in week two. Um, but through four weeks, he, he's looked pretty good and he's punting well as well. I think that's that's way that, on the it, back burner of concern yeah. right now.
1: I think that was the biggest thing. He's punting people out, he's not giving up the two points, you know, on a safety. Uh, he's averaging what 40, if I looked at it right, 47.3. He leads the league in six singles. Yep. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, because obviously, I don't know if it like is, it. but. But I mean, I always look at the guys that put it and punt it inside the 10. Those are the things I look for a kicker, right? I don't know if they're keeping good stats on that yet, but I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I'm not going to spend a whole, excuse me, a lot of time on the kicker, but Mark Leggio for a guy that we really, uh, poured the hot tar on for a while. Mm-hmm. uh he, he's really coming on and I, i'm happy for the young man he's kicking the ball well you saw what's his name edmonton Yesterday, missed one uh, uh sergio castillo yep and that was returned for a 122 yard touchdown that was caden logan Yep. yep. all right uh, so yeah it was uh, the miss
0: yeah i was calling it a kicker you don't ever me.
1: watch a funny film watch kickers try and tackle it is hilarious
0: well, there's they some good YouTube around. YouTube they, mashups.
1: Oh, my God. Sometimes, I mean, Bob Cameron used to uh, be our punter, and he would chase. And and he's a good a great athlete. He used to run five miles every day before practice. But if he had to tackle somebody, he would almost look at him like he had uh, two anchors in his pocket. He would just be rolling around trying to get out of the film view. Get out of the camera, they say. Don't
0: roll away because you don't want to be caught in that film. So... uh Adam Draward, another good question uh, on the live chat here on Game Day Winnipeg. Uh, the Bombers missed out on signing Micah Awe. Not sure why they didn't sign him. Uh, Awe asked to be released by the BC Lions because he was not a starter. Winnipeg was not going to give anybody a starting job No, just joining the team. That's not how Mike O'Shea does it. They're always going to give the capable guy, has to be capable, the capable guy who's been there from day one, and that's Malik Clements. I think they really like uh, Malik Clements. Oh, yeah. I think he's got all the tools to do it. It just makes you wonder if, or maybe, maybe concerned a little bit when Jesse Briggs is on the six game injured list uh, and Winnipeg outside of, of big Hill and Clements, they have a bunch of Canadians. They have Les Maruo, the global player, and they have nobody on the practice roster. So in a pinch right now, it's Shane Gauthier. I would imagine they put him at middle and put, big hill at weak side if they needed to um or put goche in the middle if, if something happened to biggie uh les maruo uh very athletic and, and fast and a good tackler uh but not a lot of experience in pro football just in his second year with the blue bombers and, and coming out of the global program he's essentially an ncaa rookie right um so i i think winnipeg is okay for now but they're starting to get thin at, at an important spot in this defense yeah. um you know Nathan Bork, I I don't think he's going to care who he's playing against. He's going to attack,
1: right? I think they're going to try and live what they got, and they're looking for somebody to get cut. They must have their eyes. You know that uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Danny McManus and that whole scouting department have got eyes on the NFL cuts. They're looking at guys that maybe they had on their negotiation list, and they're saying, you know, if this guy comes up, he's a guy we might want to spend a little money on to get him up here. Right now, they've got enough talent. Obviously, they missed Jesse Briggs. Jesse Briggs, obviously – you know, filled in admir- admirably last year. Um, yeah, they're they're a little thin there, buddy. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you know, if Clemens goes down, uh, did they put Shane over there? Did they put Tanner uh, Codwaller? I don't know. I probably go with Shane Goche because he's been there longest. More of a special team kind of cat, but uh, maybe they move somebody else over there. You know, but uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 it's. This is a year. Remember last year? I don't think we had any really serious injuries, did we last year?
0: Uh, well, it was, um, it was Mercy Maston again. Yeah. Uh, Josh Johnson, uh, broke his jaw in week one, uh, and never played again. Um, not sure who else they lost last year. That's what I'm
1: saying. But you look at this year, Couture, Kyrie, Maston. um, you know, Alexander's not in there. I mean, they've right. got some serious big names who are not on the roster anymore. Yep. And, and you're right. This, uh, uh, talking about uh, Clemens is six foot Clemens is Malik is a uh, six foot 225 good size for a linebacker
0: Yep. but you can't teach a like linebacker who? Who, cares? who cares if he's a little short do you think Adam Big Hill's six foot tall he's the absolutely. best player in the league last absolutely. year.
1: absolutely you know what and that's the best way to answer that question you have to have instincts you have to have a nose for the football you have to not be scared to put your helmet into somebody so I mean it just drives me crazy I mean uh I like these kids. I like the you know their scouting department. I like what Kyle Walters is doing this team, and you know what? We're three and zero guys. We're not zero and three, and I know people zoom me out of they get zoomed out of their head because you know we're not running the ball right yet. It's but a, it's,
0: Winnipeg it's, it's has not a race. Winnipeg has two wins against Ottawa, who is winless. They have a win against Hamilton who is winless they have a win against Toronto who fell backwards into a win their only win against the Montreal Alouettes on a missed 27-yard field goal from uh, David Cote of the Alouettes like they haven't faced a good team yet well, now well. they just hang on now they've enter now they enter Vancouver on Saturday against a team that is red hot winning football games undefeated rested and Winnipeg had five days off. This is a short week for them after traveling three time zones with a, a pit stop, obviously, okay. In the task is as difficult this game as it has been all season, Chris. That's all I'm saying.
1: Well, I'll say this. When I, I was blown away, as anybody, the BD missed the, uh, the extra point to go to overtime. Mm-hmm. But Toronto outscored us, and this never happens. The bomber defense is stellar. But the L scored us 19 to 6 in the second half. That's the first time that we've been outscored in the second half. Yeah. Moving the football. McLeod Bethel Thompson, who started off just stupid, throwing two the one interception, okay, short. The one he tried to throw out of bounds he got intercepted by uh I believe it was uh Nick Taylor. Mm-hmm. Bonehead, bonehead, throw it out of bounds. Come on, buddy. You know what? Or else get in the weight room. Uh just don't <laughs> be crazy. But, I mean, he came on at the end and he was throwing like what? He was at one time 10 for 10. They started to get momentum. Big Mo was on their sideline for a while. And I thought for, for sure, if they, I actually thought to myself, if they get this overtime, you know, they're going to give us a good run and may win the football game.
0: Toronto's we- offense came on after a rough quarter and a half like the wow. second like the the latter part of the second quarter mcleod Bethel thompson started clicking going into the third quarter he completed 10 consecutive passes before hitting brandon banks out of bounds on the far sideline like they were moving the football andrew harris was all over the place he was he was yeah. running extremely effectively winnipeg is not okay. impervious
1: the one thing i want to say about that too and um, it's funny because everybody talks about Andrew Harris, and I don't want to blow Andrew Harris any more than I have to. But one of the nice things he does—he's a great blocker—and I watched him in that second half picking up blitzes, allowing McLeod Bethel Thompson to get some balls off. But having said that, the Winnipeg surprised me a little bit uh, with the sideline. They kept doing the quick pass to the sideline, and they got killed. They I mean, you know, they—they they, seemed like every second down when we need yards, we're trying to do the flat pass. I was blown away by that. And so many times we couldn't convert on second. And they'll say that couldn't convert on second down. Now we're putting the ball away. I'm not sure about that play call.
0: Well, that's, you know, that's like what you and I were talking about earlier in the show is the concern of this blue bombers offense. And is it the play calling? Is it the lack of a deep threat? Is it the lack of a tailback or, you know, is the offensive line just not as good without drew Desjardins next to Stanley Bryant? I, nah. I i've said this before and i'll say it again i had personnel people in the cfl like you know gm's scouts the like they all said the same thing in 2021 the left side of winnipeg's offensive line was an absolute brick wall teams wouldn't even try to penetrate through drew Desjardins and stanley bryant you now have jeff gray there all respect to jeff gray Good football player, but Drew Desjardins is in the NFL right now trying out for the New England Patriots for a reason. Stanley Bryant is, you know, Stanley Bryant for a reason. Those two together were impenetrable. Now Winnipeg has a more inexperienced and and, uh, player in Jeff Gray at left guard. They've lost their starting center in Michael Couture. So you got Chris Kolonkowski, who I think has done okay there. But it's just not the same group. Pat Neufeld is a year older. Jamarcus Hardrick is a year older. He left the game twice last game, got his ankle rolled up on him, left the game another time. Stanley Bryant is a year older. These guys don't get faster with age, Chris. You can speak to that better than anybody.
1: You know, it's funny you say that because when you have an offensive line that played almost every game together last year, I don't think anybody missed it. It was Patty there? I think of Patty, and then you had uh, you know, the, your left guard, Desjardins. They were mm-hmm. always there all season long. Now you got two new guys, so it's a chemistry thing again, right? Learning to work with uh, you know, Chris uh, Kolakowski, you know, he's playing what, what is third game, I think, or second, third game now. Third game, uh, yeah. you know, Jeff Gray's his first year starting. I mean, yeah, and then you look at a guy that I got more fucking more love uh, for. Is uh, sorry about that, boys. I'm going to church on tomorrow, girls. On
0: Ladies. 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 Sorry about that. Sorry too.
1: I, uh, <laughs> I thought I was in the locker room there for a second.
0: But Marcus Hardrick.
1: That kid showed me some guts, man. Yep. Left Agreed. the game. I said, oh, we cannot lose this guy. You cannot. He's a the leader of that O-line. Vocal downfield running in yep. practice. He's the energizer bunny. And he came back from a, two, two times. And I thought to myself, that shows me guts. That's a guy I want to play with. For yep. me personally, kudos to number 51.
0: Yeah, no, no question. He's just as valuable as Stanley Bryant. Winnipeg does not want to be with without either oh, no. of those tackles. And just imagine, too, if an injury happened to a tackle early in a game, yeah. what does Winnipeg do? They put Pat Newfeld at that tackle spot. Yeah, yeah Neufeld go there. But then suddenly, you know, you're wondering, I got to take a guy off the practice roster and put him at tackle? That's tough when it's been Hardrick and Bryant for so Forever. long and yep. they've been so good um we were talking about this on the post game show chris which by the way thanks to everybody for the support numbers off the charts and if you haven't yet subscribe on youtube uh and give us a thumbs up and comment uh it helps us out uh, a lot appreciate all the thumbs up you guys uh <laughs> can give uh me and chris walby where is that here yeah i'm chris gonna go walby over says, give him a thumbs
1: up brother no i'm gonna go uh Wash my mouth out like my mom used to do to me when I swore. (laughs) That was a bad slip. But you know what? This is the problem. DB, you know this as well. This is
0: YouTube. This is YouTube.
1: YouTube, But I still, when I get emotional about stuff, sometimes things come out that shouldn't come out.
0: Well, I I don't know if I'll be blamed, but I'm not editing that out of the podcast. No, no.
1: I mean, I'm okay. Actually, if somebody, mind. I'll talk about that after. But anyway, (laughs) I guess last week somebody sent me, a good friend of mine, Larry Mueller in Saskatchewan. Somehow got the Twitter feed that we were, when we were trying to get it hooked up and I Mm -hmm. couldn't get the computer to work with me. Right. And I was dropping a couple bombs. Yes, you were dropping some bombs. Oh, really? Yeah. Potty mouth. Yeah. I
0: I see, I see your lovely wife behind you before we go on air sometimes. And you're like this stupid blanking thing and blanking back son of a, no, no, I don't
1: swear. And I'm
0: just like, Oh, poor lady. You know, she's got to put up with this guy trying to work. My
1: wife's in Germany right now.
0: She's. I'm by myself. Me and the dog. So that's why you're, you're no sleeves today.
1: No sleeves, baby. Because I'm. <laughs> <still going>. yeah, <laughs> Look at those pythons. It.
0: Whoo! It's getting no, hot here on
1: game she's day, She's gone for man, two oh Man, time. and I'm just well, maybe for you,
0: maybe if the if the Blue Bombers need a tackle, they'll call you.
1: Yeah, for one play. Uh, one play, and that'll be at the knees go or what? Oh, my whole body would go. Now I'm just for looks, now, buddy. I tell you right now, I'm just like a pitcher. That's it. I mean, you don't want to
0: be. I don't know if I got in a stance, I can get back up. Um, <laughs> well as uh louis batista says uh watching live on youtube walby for prime minister so you okay. don't have to worry about your knees with that job
1: don't don't even get me going on that PM. <laughs> i don't
0: want to get you going on politics we're going to hear more that's than another, other, that's another story. story carbon yeah. tax oh don't get me started okay chris i, I know you're an offensive guy right yeah. not not like well your language tonight definitely offensive <laughs> but no like you're you're an offensive player uh but when it, you know, you know what makes a good offense click, and you also know what a defense can do to mm-hmm. throw an offense off. What do the Blue Bombers need to do to limit, contain, and ultimately stop Nathan O'Rourke from continuing his 300 yard passing performances and running performances every week?
1: Well, you know, these guys are scouting, DB. The Bombers offense, Buck Pearson and the whole crew are, stout, are, are, are sorry, uh, Richie Hall on defense is scouting. And, uh, you know, the one gentleman that made that comment about the slam pattern, very smart, very astute of him. Yep. But, I mean, you got to bring pressure. First off, if you're going to rush three or rush four, and dr- he's going to pick you apart. But I'll say this. If, and I always loved this, and, and the guy, Don Matthews, rest in peace, was one of the best uh, coaches and also defensive minds that ever was involved in the CFL, he would drop that defensive end, bring him up, take a stop, and go back, and he'd take away that slant. So now you have got a de- defensive end in the, in the flat. Your linebackers still inside of him, and you're taking away that little slant pattern. Uh, he was just great, man.
0: Yeah. Well, and and for Winnipeg, sending those blitzes like like the Blue Bombers have done quite a bit this year, yeah. uh, I, I think will be important. You want to pressure Nathan Rourke. You want to make him process quickly. Right. So send Big Hill, send Rutledge, maybe even send a corner at times like they like running that corner blitz. Um, One thing we haven't mentioned, Chris, when it when it comes to the Blue Bombers defensive secondary is Demario Houston. This team, as we talked about last Mm -hmm. week, moved on from Taekwon Glass, probably a salary cap move more than anything. Uh, But putting Demario Houston in the lineup, he didn't take Taekwon Glass's job. He took Winston Rose's job, and they've moved Winston Rose to the other side of the field, the field side. So Mm -hmm. Rose gets a lesser matchup. Demario Houston takes on wide receiver one. He will be taking on Lucky Whitehead, and I think that's a good matchup for Winnipeg on Saturday, Chris, because we know Lucky is lightning fast. Demario Houston is also lightning fast. He is a kick returner and a defensive back. He has speed to burn. I think that's the guy you want on Lucky Whitehead, no matter what. But when you take a a second-year player off the practice roster, like Demario Houston, and you put him at boundary corner, and you move your veteran, all-star, and guy who just came back from the NFL and Winston Rose to the field side, this is an upgrade to the Blue Bombers' defensive secondary. Everybody's waiting for Brandon Alexander. They're got they've got their upgrade last week in Demario Houston.
1: Well, here's the deal, too. I, I don't want to contradict you, even though I'm going to right now. Do it. Um, I want you to tell you, because everybody thinks about the wide side and the short side all the time. But remember, the hash marks are in the middle now. They move the hash marks. They're nine yards apart. Yep. So there is no more real short side of that field. So if we're in the middle of the field, I basically got both sides that are wide. Mm-hmm. So not to contradict you, but, yeah, I think that they can go after Rose if they were going to go after Rose, depending on where he is. I think in the old days when the hash marks were wider and he had to, you know, they, it was a lot harder of a throw for a quarterback to make on the wide side, which I don't think is the same as it is now.
0: Right. No, that's, that's absolutely fair. I was talking to somebody it's in, <laughs> I was talking to somebody in, in Vancouver earlier today, and they're saying how their defensive backfield, and maybe I can pull it up here, their two DBs uh, in Gary Peters and Delvin Bro they're both so good yeah. that they don't even rotate them left and right. They or, or sorry, field side and boundary. Yeah, These two guys here, Gary yeah. Peters and Delvin bro at corner, they just put them on the left and the right. They don't move them around. If Winnipeg, you know, sends their WR one to one side or their wide receiver one to the other side, they just stay. Uh, I think that helps a lot in, uh, you know, in some situations where, you know, you, you you don't have to mess around too much with is the, you know, is the, is the sideline to my back or is the sideline, uh, you know, to my left back or is it to my right back when you're changing sides of the field? So well, no, there, maybe an there, advantage there, there for the Lions.
1: Well, no, there's an, another reason, buddy. When you keep them together, that means that TJ Lee and Bro are playing together all the time. Peters right. and Marcus Sales. Well, no, they, they, they would be too. Right. They would be too. You know what I mean? So it's, yep. it's a continuity thing, especially if you got switching when you know receivers coming and you got to you got to switch off, or do I go over the top? One of the things that BC hasn't done, they haven't had. Uh, I think I, I can't remember how many big plays they've given up over thirty yards, but not many. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the thing when you see breakdowns. When I see uh, Toronto, when BC beat the crap out of Toronto, so many wide open receivers, broken yep. coverage left and right. That's just guys not knowing their assignment or thinking somebody's got their back when there's nobody there. So yeah, uh, listen, BC's got a good team. I, I you gotta love who they are, man. I mean, I, I think
0: that uh, you think this is gonna be a tight game? You think it's gonna be a battle to the finish? Or do you think, you know, maybe BC can can elevate and give Winnipeg their first loss this season? I will say this. I don't think it's like where are be you that. handicapping this game?
1: You know what? I don't know where I'm handicapping that game, uh, but I'll be honest with you. I think this is going to be a very tough game to win on the road. I used to hate playing in BC.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, they always had big crowds. It was a tough place to play. Once the crowd gets behind you you get a little momentum, it's just like, God dang, when's the bus leaving? Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I just think you got to play games with Nathan Rourke. He's a rookie. In my mind, he's still a rookie. So I, what I want to do is I'm going to bring up Malcolm Thompson, make him look like it's cover zero where there's nobody in the back and what cover zero means your safety comes up to the line and there's a big gap behind him, but what they do, the good defenses will rotate. They'll put somebody back. So it'll be Malik Clements, maybe going back and, and dropping into at a safety spot. Right. But once the quarterback sees, you know, Malcolm Thompson, he thinks, Oh, it's wide open. Let's go deep. And it's not there. It's just yep. a game of cat and mouse with these guys. And that's how they
0: have to play. So I'm pulling up the numbers here on sportsinteraction.com and the Bombers right now, three and a half point underdogs to the BC Lions. And as you see here, the line has moved from three to three and a half. I've even seen four at some places and four and a half points. But interesting Mm -hmm. that Winnipeg is that much of a dog uh, with two undefeated teams. I guess they're just not giving them a ton of respect. This is interesting here. Money line is at 240, which means if you put a hundred dollars down on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, you wouldn't you'll win 140 dollars, like you'll come out with 240. Uh, that's a great number for Winnipeg to just win by three, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, that, that's really something to me. Uh, over under, happy,
1: 50, you know, I, uh, sorry, baby, I'm just happy to get 10 cents a bottle or empty. <laughs> I can't. I'm not a gambler. I'm a I'm, terrible gambler, buddy.
0: No, me, not me neither. I'm trying to learn it a little bit because it's, it's becoming yeah, it a big part of, of the game and, and the yes, culture yeah. and, and the rest, but uh, you're getting 10 cents an empty. I'm getting 10 cents a pound because I've got, you know, bubbly and Diet Coke uh, cans that I'm bringing to just the aluminum. Oh, you're healthy. Uh, place. You're healthy. Yeah. I don't drink Diet yeah. Coke though. That's, oh, don't, you.
1: that's the worst thing. Aspartame people get away from Aspartame. Yep.
0: Yep. Really bad for you. Um, but Beer is good for you, isn't it? Barley. Still waiting, still waiting for that sponsorship to come through. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are waiting for. Give me a call. The number is right here 816 tips 816 8477. Here's what I'm telling everybody out there to do call or text this number during the game, game day after dark, Saturday night. Maybe about 20 15 20 minutes after the game, we'll get going live. Another surprise guest. Coming up Saturday night, who will join me for the post game show? Call the number, text the number uh, during the game. If you see something you don't like, boom, hit the number. We will get to those questions and comments live on the air right here on Bonfire Sports during the post game show. You got final thoughts, Chris? You got keys? What's it going to take for Winnipeg to beat this seemingly unstoppable Lions train?
1: Well, I think for me, I mean, obviously, I think that we got to stretch the defense. I think you hit on that. And I like what you said. Two points. One, stretch the defense. Zach, go deep. How many times have we see Ellingson get open now? Uh, go deep. Does Dalton shown? Uh, you know, just and, and Rashid Bailey is going to have a breakout game eventually. Uh, Walatarski played good last time. And on defense, it's disguise your coverage. Don't line up in it. Do a great job of bringing the blitz after or before. You know, so he can't get a pre-snap read on you. This kid is young, but he's pretty smart. Comes from a good pedigree, played in a mm-hmm. great college program. You gotta have to really confuse him to make him make mistakes. And you know, one good thing about the bombers, they've won the turnover battle every week, and that has allowed them to win every game. There you That's go, my ladies and
0: gentlemen. I like that. Uh Barflies has a, a good take and saying got to move the pocket around a little bit. Uh that might help take some pressure uh off of a pass rush from the BC Lines. That's been pretty good. Uh, this year. Uh, Gregory, you're telling me if I've got to learn gambling, I should be around Hustler. Yes, I have made some phone calls and and chatted with Hustler uh, about that. Comet is mentioning that Lucky Whitehead is listed as questionable for Saturday night. I will re-clarify this as I have in shows past. yes, Because it's important with with the new uh, injury reporting um, guidelines that the CFL has put out with the daily injury reports. If a player at any time during the week Or, okay, if a player is a game day scratch, a healthy scratch, they will be listed on the injury report the next week. Or if a player misses any sort of practice or takes half a practice off at any time during that week, they are officially questionable for that game. It doesn't matter if you're on the injury report at any time during the week. You are questionable for the game. Lucky Whitehead practiced fully on Wednesday and Thursday Friday is a walkthrough. Saturday is the game. Luckhead is Lucky Whitehead. Luckhead. Lucky Whitehead is going to be good to go uh, against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And I'm really looking forward to that matchup with Demario Houston, two guys um, that are real burners. I like this from Travis. He says, Bombs. That's not just my nickname. I think that's what it will take Winnipeg uh, to open things up on offense. Start stretching the field. Send some guys down. Take some shots. Keep that vaunted bc lions defensive secondary honest uh the one non-standout all-star on the the bc lions is their safety uh and that is quincy mauger a first-year player out of the university of georgia um tj lee i wouldn't throw at him too much he could be the best defensive back in the cfl Delvin Bro, Gary Peters, those guys are excellent. We all know what Marcus Sales can do with his ball skills uh, and agility in in going up and and knocking balls away. The BC Lions have a great pass defense, um, but Zach Kolaris has got to earn his paycheck as the highest paid player in the CFL, Chris. He needs to make things happen with his arm on Saturday.
1: I agree 100%. All great points. I mean, I'll just add to the one thing you said, and that is when you stretch a defense – you want the defensive backs to run with your receivers. You don't want the game to be played in front of the DBs. If the DBs can see the quarterback and see the receiver, it's tough to win. But if you get the guys to turn and run with them, you got opportunities to get behind them or get in front of them and, and not play honest. They're just you just got to make them think uh don't make the game easier than it has to be.
0: No, uh, and just mentioning to uh, Gunners Bootkins, uh, he mentions uh, no closed yeah. captioning uh, during the show. A uh, big supporter of the channel. Apologies. Can't do any closed captioning during live broadcasts, but they will be up uh, on the live uh, or pardon me, on the replay. And Of course, as always, we will have uh, all of this available on your favorite podcast app. Support has been great. Be sure to join us for the post-game show. Chris, you and I will be back at it Thursday with the Calgary Stampeders in Winnipeg in seven days' time on Friday night.
1: Oh, they play on Thursday? Th- okay, that's no, right. No, we're going
0: we're to do our show on Thursday, as always, the day before the game at 3 o'clock. Oh, am I might go on a canoe trip? Oh, come on. I'm just
1: kidding. Yeah, you should see him in a canoe. It looks like I'm holy because he can't even see the edge of the canoe. Just like me, I'm floating on water, paddling water. Look at that wall <laughs> Oh, he's a saint. <laughs> anyway, hey, listen, have a great day. I got to go back out. I'm working on a deck. Um, going to have a great weekend. Hopefully, if the rain stops. I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. But love you guys. Bombers win tomorrow. I'm not going to give you the score, but we'll talk soon. Adios, my brother.
0: Hey, and, and Chris, no Irish cream. Get some Irish spring in your mouth. Foul.
1: Irish spring. You know what? I used to drink Irish cream, too. That was good stuff.
0: Yeah, well, you need Irish spring for the way your your lips are are wagging today. I made one mistake clue there. <laughs> well, like you said, you hold your teammates accountable for their mistakes. So that's what I'm doing. That's right. That's
1: right. Okay? Hey, listen. I love the fact that you are giving away free hats all week. <laughs> <laughs> I gave
0: away free golf last week. We're going to try to do a that's little bit more oh, of that. That's
1: right. And I might even have yeah. a couple of, well, no, this week and and uh I know that I I'm giving I
0: see I see your bonfire hat there. There it is right that's there. That's right there. Yeah, right you're there. keeping it clean. I appreciate that. You're not wearing it around the the bonfire at the lake, Chris. I appreciate that. No. It's All terrific. right, buddy.
1: Love you guys. Great game, great fun. Talk soon. I got to go have a and you're right. I got to have a soda. Bye-bye.
0: Cheers everybody. <laughs>